I think it's because we, we just want to jump to the end. We want that, you know, the, the microwave approach of like just... I want it now. I want it now um, without realizing probably, A, how long it's taken me to get to where I am. Did you marry Travis after your first date? No. We definitely did not. So you did what? We dated. We dated. Hey, Coach. What's up? Welcome back to the Coach's Corner, hence the name Coach. Both coaches, not actually sitting in a corner, but we're back at it again. How are you doing? Doing great. A little down the weather, but uh, still smiling. Still here. Energy's a little bit low, but I feel greatness coming out of you today. I can can sense it. I feel like this topic is actually perfect for how I feel right now. (laughs) So today, uh, we're going to do some interesting conversations on perfectionism versus uh, maybe the process. And uh, it comes from our experience working with hundreds of people. And uh, a common problem that we find with people is that um, we tend to be all or nothing people as humans. And how often that trips us up from even starting uh, something that's going to better ourselves, whether it be fitness or other things. And is there a better way? And we feel that there is a better way. And we teach a better way. That's today's discussion. Um, yeah, so this came from the fact that we have a lot of conversations lately, recently, about people who um, kind of hold this mentality. We don't know where to get it from. We kind of expose our – we feel we've been there before ourselves with this. Um, if it's not perfect, I should I even try kind of thing. It, it didn't pan out to where I thought it would be. I'm not – am I winning? Like – kind of drives us to understand how we need to do things. And um, most often it comes with people just starting new, starting again, starting to try to do something, uh, especially in this fitness world, as fitness coaches that we kind of exposed to a lot is that's kind of typically the biggest hurdle for people is um, them overcoming themselves with just showing up and like we beg and plead and like, cause we get the other side of the fence, but like this fighting, this human nature that we have to be perfect or something has to go perfectly in order for us to feel it's worthwhile or, or that we're making progress that we're making that progress yes um how what has how has this shown up in your world as a coach with your clients people you've interacted with um how often do you face it like what are some things you can say like in from your experience on this yeah i i think there's there's kind of different approaches to this depending on the person i think some people um are really striving for greatness, which is awesome. I mean, that's really the kind of people that we try to pull into our gym. But um, that turns into a chase for perfection and um, even getting caught up into kind of like shoulds, like, oh, you know, perfect or greatness or ideal looks like this for this other person. So that's obviously what I should do. And when that doesn't work out for me, then like, where am I? How do I, how do I be good at this? Um, if I can't reach this this picture they've created in their head of of what's ideal, so give like a a real life example. A real life example. Okay, I'm not going to name names, um, but I had someone who's who wants to work on their nutrition. She's going to know exactly who she is when I say this, and she had um, she, she's just been super busy, and so she had a day where she all she ate was a Hershey chocolate bar, um, and then we were which. Which Just happens. say that's not perfect. That's, that's, that's not yes. the goal. <laughs> not not perfect. <laughs> um, and um, so then she comes back and she's like, "Okay, you know, I was like, what what ways can we improve this week?" 
And she said, weigh and measure everything. And the, 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 the switch, <laughs> there's a huge gap yeah. between getting by in a day by just eating a chocolate bar and, and weighing and measuring all of your food that you're eating. I guess that's pretty easy if all you're eating is a chocolate bar. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> obviously spectrum is pretty wide. She, yeah, she, yeah. she's assuming like, okay, I'm going to have actual like real meals and I'm going to weigh and measure all those foods and log them in my tracker. And not to say that I don't want her striving toward that end. Um, but what we don't want to get caught up on is, okay, if I can't weigh and measure all my foods, then I might as well live the life of just eating the chocolate bar for the yeah. day. And I think that's a very awesome example because it's it's very common. Oh, I mess up. I'm, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to go all on in this thing, this habit to change who I am. And what we're saying is we, we, we need that um, decision. So we need this as coaches. We need the decision that you're ready to change, mm-hmm. like to the point where you're so emotional about it. I'm all my chips are in. Let's go. And what we're telling you is that it's a there's a better way to place your energy than in this only slot of all or nothing. So you don't have to change that. So we wouldn't not to like squash your excitement. Not at all. Right. But there's a better way to how do you apply that better so that what hap- doesn't happen. Burnout. So you don't, yeah, you don't <laughs> fail at that that right. huge jump that you just right. tried to leap to, and then get discouraged, because um, there's there's a lot of behavior science behind building new habits, and it it all comes down to making small changes. So we see some people like who sit on the couch and see maybe runnings on TV. Oh, I'm gonna go run, and they try to go run like a mile or five miles. Like no, it's, there's. There needs to be a process. A build up to that. To yeah. Otherwise that. Yeah. it's like, oh, my knees hurt and yeah. like I can't breathe and this feels miserable versus like, okay. Or I'm like, going to start going to the gym. I'll be there every day. I'm going to be there every day. And we see this often with our gym because people are excited about the, the excitement's there and we love it. Or tell people, no, go home tomorrow. Wait, what? No, no, stay home. Yeah. Like yeah. go stretch. Or go yeah, rest. like <laughs> let's less weights or yeah, like let's make it make it actually easier. So it's again, yeah, definitely not quashing squashing the the, the excitement or the I like drive. your first word, quashing. We're quashing. gonna go with that. Uh, quashing. See, I, I win crushing the, or squashing. The, the prize yep. for the weirdest word created in the podcast today. Um all right, so that's what we're going to kind of get into, why we want to do it. And it matters because not not just for fitness. It's actually why we bring it up is because it's a very common um, thing with, let's say, untrained people. And I say untrained in the sense of not understanding some um, basic uh, behavioral stuff, how we operate as, as people. Um, so pure emotion without any kind of or absence of a really good plan or structure, Structure, yep, how to do that. And that we fall into that as well. So that's kind of, hey, let's talk about this because it, it's areas that we've seen. Now we've know the structure so we can apply maybe areas that we are like just emotional and have this. But everything, everyone falls prey to this kind of thing at some point in their life whether it be from a financial thing or a relationship thing or, you know, obviously the fitness thing. I mean, it's like going out with someone and falling in love and, like, you're there every single day calling and, like, right, like, there needs to be a process to a buildup. There needs to be a structure to how you climb the ladder versus trying to jump the whole house at once. It doesn't you're, – you're setting yourself up for failure, and yep. we as coaches, we just can't live with that. It's like nails on the chalkboard. <laughs> So all right, how do we start? How do we kind of uncompact this a little bit and kind of then at the end of this leave with some really good strategy overall? 
coach, how do you want to do this? Because this is kind of like, it's a very complex thing. Let's start with this. Let's start with the first defining perfectionism is that all or nothing kind of approach. And what we're saying is that, all right, let's just introduce something else. Well, let's call it the process. Just for the alliteration of it, nothing else. I love alliteration. It's <laughs> making me very happy already. You did smile very good on that. Mm-hmm. All right, so if all or nothing is under perfectionism, Coach, what would you put under process com- that's comparable to an all or nothing approach? Yeah, so the contrast to that, I would say, is consistency. So it's probably something much smaller, um, but it's something that you can do regularly. So when I'm looking to set up a habit for someone – and it's like, okay, what what it feels like maybe a little bit of a stretch for you, but is something that you can easily, in some ways, win at every single day. So it's a smaller win, mm-hmm. but then that may not be the biggest win or the full win that they want. Why have, from your experience, why has this been hard for people to accept? I think it's because we we just want to jump to the end. We want that you know the the microwave approach of like just I want it now. I want it now, um, without realizing probably a how long it's taken me to get to where I am did you marry Travis after your first date no we definitely did not so you did what we dated you dated and did what conversations and mm-hmm. naturally let a relationship build and build and build and build and build to a point where you're maybe had the feelings up front like he is someone possibly I would want to marry mm-hmm. but that process I think so there's some areas that we can kind of lean into that we may typically do this as people Unless you're in Vegas and do (laughs) stupid things. But usually, yeah, if someone approaches you, you meet them for the first time and they're like, I'm going to marry you. Right. Like, you're like, "Mm, slow down. Like, now I did have that feeling on our first date with Melissa, but I did not tell her that. See, this is the the key. This is the key. I'm like, she's going to be my wife, but I didn't say that for until months and months and months and months later. But so recognize what coach is saying is that, yeah, we, the habit is more important than what we're actually doing at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So we said this before in other podcasts, like let's say going to the gym, for example, sometimes it takes just getting in your car, driving to the gym, and then going home. That is how you build wins. Because you might look at it and go, that's stupid. It's not going to change anything. You have to get in the gym and actually do the work. Yeah, but if you've never been in a gym and the mountain to climb is super high for you, you need to convince yourself that you can do the thing. That's what this, that's what she just said. Like you have to convince yourself that you can show up and do the thing. Okay. The thing may change as you go, but showing up is the first initial, the, probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Cause we can sit here and can conceptually think of all the changes I want to do. Oh but yeah. Wake up tomorrow. Will I have the same emotion or feeling on that? Probably not. And then so the what problem, keeps you to showing up? Yeah. The problem with uh, jumping to that kind of, end thing that I really, really want to get to is I probably, I can't show up for that yet. Like I'm not ready for it. And so then failing at that makes me demotivated to continue trying. Your marriage would have failed if you guys try to be married day one. Like not ready for that. It's not prepared yet for that ultimate goal, which is obviously there. So you can take this and kind of, that I think might help make more sense for more people what we're talking about when you compare with, um, let's say even in the fitness world, like, yeah, you may want to lose X number of pounds or completely change who you are. We love that. That needs to be there. Like the excitement of yeah. the first date, the excitement of seeing someone the first and time. And we, or... we even love like big visions and goals like that. Yes. Yes. And then the consistency is probably the most foundational, overlooked 
thing because it's, it's mundane. It's not sexy. Correct. Like it's not as cool as like going hard, you know, being able to tell your friends, yeah, I went to the gym and I worked out six days a week for two hours every day. Yeah. If you're like, and so we've seen this firsthand. People who do this kind of approach against our better judgment, and then they burn out and they're gone within a week because mm-hmm. they're too sore. It becomes then too hard. The reality sets in and go, "Oh wow, this is too hard. I can't do this." And that's what we're trying to caution against with this win or nothing mentality. Is if you put the same effort and motion towards, let's, right, what's the process that a person who is successful in what I'm doing, what's their process? Yeah. Let me put my energy and attention into learning their process. Not how they win. Yeah, it's not not jumping to where they are today yeah. and trying to just copy exactly that. Yeah. All right. What else are contrasting ideas with perfectionism versus a process based thinking or approach? Uh, so I would say it's really similar, but for perfectionism, it's often a win or lose mentality. So either like, yep, I succeeded at this, I did it, or that was a complete failure. I'm a failure. This was no good. Um, this was yesterday's conversation I had with a client. Mm-hmm. Called me up. Says, I need to talk. I'm freaking out. I'm like, wow, what's going on? And her workload doubled. You know, responsibilities at home with the kids. And uh, there's, you know, f- other family members that need her and require her attention. Um, some more serious than others. Like her father had knee surgery and there's other things going on. And, and we just kind of talked through it. And it was this thing. She, so she's a high um, competitive person mm-hmm. and um, perfectionist. Well, I, I, I love that because there's a desire to be great. Yep. And to your exact point, she couldn't be perfect. So she was losing and it was losing everywhere. Like also it was a forest fire of losing. Mm-hmm. And we kind of walked through it. No, actually like boom, 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 boom. She, oh man, like there's a lot of actual wins that she was doing. So I said, for example – uh, to help her, I said, there's days that you can call thriving days mm-hmm. where you might have tons of wins. Every You're crushing everything. Everything you do, assignment, whether it be like whatever you're doing your job, like all your relationships, you crush everything. Other days are surviving. Mm-hmm. Like you just get through the day. And a lot of times what dictates that is out of our control. So like the weather, like you can't control what the weather is. So athletes who, Olympians, who train for four years yeah. for let's say a 20-second event, like, what if it starts raining? Yeah. Or I got a, I got a cold right before my Olympic weightlifting meet, like literally yeah. the day before. Completely oh, that was outside, uh, outside Michael Johnson. Me. He got food poisoning like the week before the Olympics. So four years of training went down the tubes. Mm-hmm. Didn't quali- didn't make out of, didn't the, out of qualifying rounds. Like, yeah. he, then he won the world record. Like, he dominated for the next eight years. But, like, there's things outside of our control. So you look at, I, how do I readjust my focus and my perspective? Mm-hmm. But not change who you are. I don't want to change who that she's a, a perfectionist, meaning she expects great things. Yeah, because there's some value in that that viewpoint. Yeah, that drive. We're not, we're not saying that perfectionism is completely wrong right. or, or useless. Right. It's How actually can be helpful. use that sword to, to wield? I said, uh, let's look at this. I go, we talk about then, we won't get into today, but we're going to talk about expectations. Mm-hmm. What are good expect? What are healthy expectations, and what conversations need to be had so that you understand what great, what good, and what average is to your job, to your marriage, to your mother, to like as a mother. Like, yeah. so we kind of broke down the areas of her life that she was dealing with. Like, all right, but do you know what expectations are within that? And she goes, I actually know. Go correct. So your confusion, your frustration is coming in. You actually don't know how to win. That was the frustration. Not that she wasn't winning. She didn't know mm-hmm. how to win. 
because the landscape was changing on her during that day. I'm like, all right, we got to figure out, well, what, how do you actually know if you're winning or not? Yeah. Like if you're, that's a process-based approach to this thing versus looking at the, the landscape going, well, today's a loss, screw it. And she yeah. wanted to cave in. I go, no, 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 hang on. Let, yeah. Let's look at this differently. And Because she wasn't able to get the gym. She would do her sleep the way she wanted to. I'm like, no, but and you shifted over here. You, zo- you zoom out of that scenario and be like, okay, like – all this, all this craziness is happening. Like that, in and itself, is a, is a loss. Or actually, this, this was an opportunity to learn to strategize. What, what do we do when stuff hits the fan and we, and everything's yeah. crazy? When the government okay. says your business needs to close down for two months because of a <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? You shift. You take it in the landscape and you find the best next decision that keeps you moving forward. So, so the winner, you said win or lose mentality. Mm-hmm. So then we would contrast it with win and learn. And we do a lot of this, her and I, as I'm pointing to you. They don't see me. I'm pointing to you, coach. Yeah, yeah. We do a lot of this in, in our in our work daily. Like, all right, we're, how can we learn from that? So we did that yesterday in a conversation. All right, what can we learn? We can learn that you need better clarity as far as how to win. Mm-hmm. And once you know that, then you're off to the races. You're, yeah. you're good to go again. Other people, the clients need different things. So look at how do I... In moments of frustration, so how do you know what to, that you're in a perfectionist mindset versus process mindset is this. It's win or loss. There's no in-between. There's nothing else. Well, no, no, no. There's either winning, like you're doing the thing, or you can learn how do I do it better so that I can win. And that can be either your abilities, what you're doing, and or other persons. So her boss, talk to your boss. What's her expectations? That's an outside of you yeah. conversation or versus inside of you, what can you control? We talk about this many times. We only can control effort and attitude. The rest of life is out of our control. But with that, how do I, what do I do with that stuff? So win or lose, perfectionist mentality goes, well, I can't attain this, so screw it, the day's lost already. We're saying, hang on, what if we said take the approach of win and learn? How do I win, learn today so that tomorrow can be better? I may have lost the chance to quote unquote win today, but I then also told her, I go, listen, I go, you you uh, pan out a week or a month viewpoint versus your in-the-moment hour or day viewpoint. Mm-hmm. You can still crush and win the month or even win the week with just some readjustment of, all right, I'm going to take the hit today. Yep. I'm going to get my sleep, my exercise, my food the way I wanted to. But I did do this, this, and this. And I had learned some things to know how do I approach tomorrow better that's like a learning mentality how do i can what's what's being handed to me how do i learn to to execute it better tomorrow so that i feel in control and feel like i'm gaining traction which i think a lot of people just we need to have as humans we need to feel like what we're doing is getting better getting somewhere yeah (laughs) like i'm making progress i had this a similar conversation um with another client where we she was getting frustrated because of some injuries and so we talked a lot about because then she would she would stop coming to the gym and then she would try coming back to the gym, and it was it was too much all at once. And so then she would kind of like to do all this and re-injure <laughs> herself, and then she would you know turn that off. So it was an on-off switch for her working out. I guarantee, very frustrating and very very frustrating. Yeah. And so then we talked about like viewing um, all all her different um, like the five factors as dials. So like you imagine your stove, like you can have it on high, or I can have it on low. I could have it off. But both are, you're still cooking. But I can still yeah. cook at low. Yeah. And so being like, okay, well, yeah, maybe body's not ready to rev. Every time you come in here, you try to turn it straight to high. Let's try to get, like, let's try to simmer yeah, let's on simmer low <laughs> with, with movement. And then we talked about cranking up her nutrition. 
Yeah. Like, hey, you haven't even, this has been off too. Like you have, you have no reason you can't work on this. Like, all right, let's take some of that energy, that drive to, to, to improve and we'll direct it. Like, let's direct it to here where we can ramp yeah. it up. Okay, let's direct it to your relationships. Can we crank that up a little bit? Knowing you're maybe not spending as much time at the gym right now. And what you'll find, actually, then that, that's phenomenal because I think it's very it's very real, very applicable to most of us. Mm-hmm. Or not all of us and how we approach most things because it's about performance. We're, we're constantly measuring how we're doing and are we being successful in things. And oddly enough, Coach, this perfectionism mentality, you can chalk it up to having a victim mindset. Because a lot of the win or loss things, we kind of throw our hands in the air and saying, oh, this is happening to me. This is very frustrating. And having a better approach with your understanding that once you start seeing like negativity breeds negativity. Mm-hmm. So you're going to notice more things that you're of the things you're noticing, to say it plain. Um, and to know that we said this before, that we as people are more, um, we absorb negativity seven times easier than positive things. And so I'm not saying being positive, everything's rainbows and butterflies, but what if we just stop, stop saying or stop telling ourselves that we're losing? Mm-hmm. So if I get a shift to how can I learn from this? Even that right there, that decision changes then potential outcomes. Yeah. It keeps you in the game. It keeps you cooking in your analogy. It keeps you doing the thing if I just can readjust. So yeah, I may not be able to go to the hour today at the gym, but what if I can do 10 minutes of some stretching? It's not what I wanted to do. It's not what I even planned to do today, but it's maybe because of today's changed. It keeps me in the game. It keeps me cooking. And I can learn maybe how to better organize my day or what do I need to say no to tomorrow that allows me to do the things that make me feel successful. And I think at the end of the day, we as individuals, we people, we want to feel successful. Mm-hmm. We want to feel that we are improving, that we're making improvements in who we are, that life is moving forward. And typically our frustration happens when we feel we're stagnant and or going backwards. Yeah. And those things are fueled by that, like the idea that if you look at things only as win and lose, your your chances of winning, like, and to feel that feeling of improvement is super, super, super small. Yeah. How we're evaluating whether we're moving forward or not like if we just see it as performance based versus you know like evaluating the process so this is really big in weightlifting um i just kind of went through this in my last had a 12 week cycle so i'm working for 12 weeks on these two movements okay i get like 12 seconds to perform on the platform i have six attempts total total that's that's all your lifts take how many seconds They, they take like Snatch (laughs) takes two seconds to do. Clean and jerk takes a little bit longer. But like, yeah, I I have six attempts to to essentially perform, to show off all all of what I've accomplished in those 12 weeks. Yeah. Now, if I only ever measured like my progress, am I moving forward, which obviously motivates us to continue moving forward, to continue striving. If I only ever measured that by based on what I did on the platform, I would be (laughs) probably constantly disappointed. Yeah. Not every time, but like this past me, I mentioned like I was not feeling well. That's an outside factor. I had no control over. I was under recovered going into it, not likely to hit a PR. But when my coach and I went back and assessed over those 12 weeks, what did we see? We saw that I was able to hit my 90% very consistently compared to my previous training. So we changed and and didn't just evaluate 
all, um, my progress based on, on that one performance, you know, what kind of what we view as, as perfect or the competition part, yeah. but actually like Give what, yourself other, what happened in yeah. the process to, to change the measurement to be like, Oh, like to see know, the progress, yeah. to see the better. How many, how many, how many training sessions did Caitlin show up for? How, yeah. you know, how did the technique improve and the consistency at different weights? You know, like, so there's broadening our perspective as to what is, is success. And you've mentioned, mentioned before, like you've been in that training process, those 12 weeks, some days you actually split your training up in two days because of your Just job. Time or, constraints. Yeah, with or, clients yeah. or, or yep. different responsibilities. So you still found ways to win even in the training process to do adjust to life. Mm-hmm. So. Because I could have taken that win or lose perspective would have been I skip that session because I can't fit it all in in that day. Right. It would have been like, oh, well, there's no or I don't, point. don't feel ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't sleep ideal. I can't win. I can't yep. PR, like whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So I love this conversation. And this can be, again, applied to, I think, a lot of different areas. But um, we we face this a lot as coaches. And we kind of like, all right, we, let's have a little more discussion on this. We also kind of put this idea of like win or lose as this, to your point, this performance, this competing thing. Like... Um, let's take football. It's the it's the most popular sport across the globe. Uh, at least, let's say in America here. I was gonna say, are you talking soccer? Because then that would be well, accurate. No, yeah, whatever. But like, training versus competing would be a, a contracting approach. So we talk about this in in the CrossFit world. But um, if you approached every day like it's a competition, like it's game day, you would die. <laughs> like. You would hurt yourself too much. Intensity. Too much. All you're going all out. So on game days, athletes they do that. They're fully committed, fully giving effort. That's the idea, but anyways. Mm-hmm. So because there is no award for effort, you know the Browns don't get a trophy for trying hard or not trying hard, depending upon the week. Um, it's either win or a loss. Rarely a tie, but typically that's what you play for in sports, and they're being paid for it. They're being paid a lot of money to win. And that mentality goes, all right, you can't hold that competing approach every single day because the intensity is way too high. You have to have training days. So training, and I would say you can't have, you can't achieve this perfectionism without a process, but you can have process without perfection. And perfection, again, we go back to it's all or nothing. It's the very best I can do or nothing. That's a win or loss mentality. Um, the process is the work, the grind, the uh, day in, day out, small details that help you get better. So if you have a, a sales job, there's a lot of areas that you can work on to improve your ability to connect with customers, to connect with them as humans, to ask better questions, to do the diligence and due diligence work of follow-up in that set, like even as a parent. Like there's a lot of things you can do that we can get better at with parenting, um, reorganizing our schedule, making sure we're reading this book and making sure we're helping them with homework on this day and then making sure they're eating right and making sure they're getting you know to bed on time. And there's a lot of things that we can look at different areas that there's a lot of responsibilities upon our plate for mm-hmm. most people. And if we have, if we can develop a process to improve those things, that's going to be a bigger win and feeling of success than if you look at everything 
black and white. I either won being a father today or I lost. You know, and, and that's tough because I also have like five, six other things required of me that day besides being a father that would influence my ability to show up as a perfect dad. Oh, I yelled at the kids again. No, but you also did X, Y, Z. So there's a lot of comparison that we talk about when it comes to like competing, win or losing, or this idea of training, you know, working at the thing that you're trying to do or get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, what else, Coach? How else you can contract this thing that would help people live better lives? I, I think the the last one you kind of alluded to was um, like for perfectionism, like we count our success based on maybe like awards or, you know, go to your football example, like your how your season ended up versus the amount of effort put in. Now, obviously, the your your boss cares to your sales example, your boss cares about the sales that you've made. He doesn't necessarily care about your effort. Um like a bottom line kind the of. Bottom, yeah. yeah, like the bottom line matters. Um, but as far as how we evaluate ourselves, like it's important to take into account that that effort as we look at things. I mean, there's a reason that at, here at CrossFit, the two awards that we give out are for most improved and effort, which the most improved For only, our members, as we do for our members. Yes, for our, yep. for our members, yeah, each month. Um, and really the most improved is because people are, putting in the effort now that one might be often a little more results based you know that we get to see the results but a lot of times yeah, the most it, improvement comes from probably the people who are most more consistent yeah and that diligence then works off us and it starts bearing fruit yeah and all we of might a sudden. they might they might be the ones that are kind of seeing the the performance markers go up you know so they might be seeing the the weights on the bar go up they might get um you know their double unders for the first time or something but that's all coming from the consistency of them showing up to classes putting in the reps getting in the work um and then it, i mean the nice part is like we can reward the people that are putting in the effort but maybe not per se seeing those results just yet you right. know they're, they're putting in the work they're putting in the process but maybe the lead on the leaderboards whatever leaderboard that may be like at work different thing like yeah so we don't always see that reflected in the the results. So sometimes it's helpful to kind of like dig into like what's going on behind the scenes, not just, not just the leaderboard, not just the bottom line, but like what pull back, like, am I giving my, my full effort? And if I am, can I be okay with that? Um, and I want to say it was, it was Katrin David's daughter that, that talked about that in an interview. So she's a top level games athlete. She, she won two years, I think Back back, back to back years. And, um, her her being okay with her performance based on her effort versus not to say that she doesn't want to win the CrossFit game. She obviously does, or she wouldn't have gotten to the top. But yeah, how who she spends what we said six eight hours a day in the hours gym. Hours in the gym, but how she evaluated yeah. herself in her own success was based on the effort level that she gave. So even though other people are evaluating her based on the awards that she was given or maybe the success she had competitively that season, her personal evaluation, and I would say even her coach's evaluation of her, was based on her effort level, which is she's really the only one that can know what that actually was. Yeah, because even competing, they're doing what, maybe 12, 16, 20 different events, Mm -hmm. and she didn't get first in all those events. She may got not first in any event and can still win the thing. Yeah. So it's based – holding the emotion back to look at the effort is huge. It's kind of the same thing like you look at, 
you know, any, any sports league, the goal of every team is to win the championship. So does other teams who don't win the championships, that they have like, is that a loss for them? Is their season wasteful? I remember, um, I'm not going to say his name, plays for the Milwaukee Bucks, league MVP, Giannis is his short name of his name, like a long Greek name. Okay. I can't even think of it to be honest with you, but like he had this, he was asked by reporters because they didn't win. They were seeded number one, expected to win. They didn't win. And he, he, the reporter asked him, do you feel like this year was a loss? And his response back to the reporter was, um, is your, is your year a loss? Cause you didn't get a race. Like, is, do you base everything on your ability to get promoted or to get a raise? Is that the only way you measure success is by that winning of the championship? Mm-hmm. Or is there other tangibles within the year that you can look at going, no, I did this, this, and this, I improved here and here and here. Like, we tend to get pulled into that, whether it be social media or just news media in general, um, and looking at, like, our athletes in that vein, they, oh, they didn't win, like, fantasy football leagues and all mm-hmm. that stuff, like, give me points, like – we get drawn into that I and mean, it's kind of like the culture to get taught that, but that's a good way to look at it. Like, did you get promoted to get a raise? If you didn't, that mean you failed this year. Like all your efforts for the entire year are a failure. Like that's the same thing you gave like example to like that performance is like so small and other factors that work in it. But did you, are you enjoying your job? Does your job provide enough money for you to enjoy your family? Like there's different ways to look at winning in life and that's just mm-hmm. if nothing else today from this if you get this from us this conversation is going to be a win is how do i relook at winning and it's not about lessening goals so not i'm not a, not, not at all not lowering the target it's not what we mean so we believe very much in excellence we believe very much in living great lives and what can i do to live the greatest version of jason possible it's still my goal but looking at how I get there is what we're talking about. How winning and learning is about readjusting. But where am I growing? Where am I improving? What detail to the smallest detail is still improving? I'm still so pushing forward. So I can continue forward. chasing that best yep. version of myself. I'm still giving my chance the opportunity to go for the big one. I think of Kobe Bryant a lot of times in his conversation. You can look him on YouTube talking about whether he won the championship or he lost. He still has to show up the next day and do the thing, do the same habits, do the process. And people like him, who it was like championship or bust in the sense of like, he's playing to win the championship every single year of his career. Yep. He played 19 years, won five or six. Um, I think he won five, but like um, he fell in love with the process. He fell in love with the process of what is needed to become a champion. The champion piece of it, there's a lot of things outside of control for him but if I did the process well enough and fell in love with that, it'll give me the opportunity to have that great life, great career thing that he was striving for. So yeah, to get to the win, you got to have a good process. You can't get, but but to have a process is going to be huge. And how do you develop that? So what are like maybe some real simple one, two, three points of how do you help someone create a process that can be applied to different things, but how do we help them like what do you look at how do you start this idea of winning and learning versus winning and losing i i love starting with kind of that huge big vision target goal you know start with that like if that know your end point and then work your way backwards okay if i want to you know uh let's see hit a a new number for my my weightlifting i want to hit a new clean and jerk weight 
Okay. I want to hit a PR on that. Then working backwards, it's like, okay, well, what's, what do I need to do in order to do that? I probably need to work on my technique and I need to work on my strength. Okay. Those are still kind of vague things. Like that's going to bump back down to doing the yeah. drills. How you and, sleep, how you eat, lifting yeah, heavier. Yeah. Like making mobility. sure I get in my protein. Like, yeah. so working our way backwards from, from the, the bigger overarching thing down to something usually daily is your is your best bet um we tend to be more consistent with something we do daily versus something we do weekly or monthly um so so backing it all the way down you find like like, you you naturally then kind of fill in the detail once you have the big thing kind of figured out yeah like our minds naturally kind of are are really good at that so what is the we use the word why what's the why what do you trying to do what's the big thing you're going after what do you want mm-hmm. and we talk about figure then, that out you mentioned then oh there's habits underneath those that would help to satisfy that outcome that may be yeah. different habits than i did before different habits that would lead to a different outcome yeah so there is ways to look at and that. if you're not sure what those habits should be then you can either look at someone who's already doing what you want to be able to do yes. and, see, yeah. and see okay what are they doing or talk to someone in that field or a, or a coach and be like, okay, what, what, what do you see as a, as a consistent thing that people need to do in order to get to, to X, Y, Z. So a level of curiosity. Yeah. I had this conversation, honestly, last week I was a mom and I said, discussion was how, like, how do you define a great, being a great mom? Like, cause we, we have to, I think we, whether we admit it or not, we have that in our head, what a great mom is. I go, all right, well, what's a good mom look like? What's an average mom look like? And to like use her name. And it was like, huh, you know what? I don't know that. I've never thought of it in that vein. Like what is a good version of me as a, as a dad for me? And like what's a great and what's average? Like let's list that out like a menu so you kind of know right, here's what I'm saying and what I'm doing habit-wise, behavior-wise. Either A, I'm nailing it. Or I'm not. That doesn't uh, fit oh, with what, man, I, what not, I said. But yeah. but having that ability to kind of list those things out. To your point, all right, I may want a new PR, a personal record in this lift of mine, which is important to you. Without you having to defend that to anybody else, that's important to you. That's a good thing. I think we all should have that. You should have things that you want to do. And all right, what's the greatest version of that? And to your point, who else is able to do? Who's doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Who's doing what I'm doing? What are their habits? Can I? What can I learn from them and pull from them? So, besides Instagram, when it comes to parenting, <laughs> especially like the moms, like the no one has the cleanest house and the the laundry's always fold and there's no dishes on the counter. That's bullcrap. Everyone's counter's dirty. You know it. Um, what are what are some attributes and habits of other moms that you've seen? Whether it be your mom, your grandmother, an aunt, your friends, like what are some attributes that they may have? That you know what, I think that would be something I would put into a great mom category. I want to be like that. And I think that's a great, really good way to look at it. Like what's out there that I can see and emulate mm-hmm. that behavior and put that into. Yeah. And that, that gives you, that kind of sparks ways that you can look at it. And then you, you t- to take it down to the habits, that's where it starts to get personalized. Like, um, you know, a, a mom keeping a, a, a well-organized home. Okay, if you if you count that, I'm not saying you have to, but like if you wanted to count that as an attribute of a or even to that a, point, what is an organized home? A great mom, yeah, yeah. Like, what does that look like for for you for your home? Like, if you're not a naturally organized person and you're comparing yourself to someone who who is, then it's like, okay, well, for me, then I I need to have better systems. Like, I need to 
create this. Maybe I need to bring in a, a home organizer to help yeah. me figure out like, where do yep. I store stuff? How do I get rid of things? Oh, I need to actually minimize things. Like, oh wait, I don't need to organize the stuff I have. I need to get rid of stuff. Like I didn't <laughs> even think about that. Right. You know, so then you start looking at things creatively. Let me do this with nutritionally. Like, all right, mm-hmm. we, we understand, all right, let's understand what great nutrition is. And can you do that? Maybe you can't cook, but there's other options. You can pre-order food. There's prepackaged food. There's ordering out. You can still accomplish the end goal, but the yeah. end goal still needs to be established first. Like, why yeah. do the great nutrition is the goal? All right. Well, yeah. how do you, as an individual who can't cook or can cook or loves it, like, how do you establish? And if you want to kind of go back to that uh, perfectionism versus process goal, sometimes we think we we tie almost like tie the process to the perfection. Like I look at that big goal and I'd be like, okay, like in order to eat perfectly, I have to home cook every one of my meals. Yeah. Like in order to be a great eater, I guess. Everything needs to be organic. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, why did I marry that process, that specific process to this idea of perfection? Like what's to say there's not another process that could get me there? To your point, you Another know, path. Can to I get to can I end. order yeah. my my food? Can I buy a rotisserie chicken? Can I eat a bunch of frozen veggies? Could that also get me to that that same destination, that same big picture goal, without necessarily doing it the same way that someone else is doing it? Yeah, that's a there's a so the problem we have is it's very individualized and can be very very complex. But there can be an approach overall with our thought process on. Are we? Are you as an individual? Are you, are you approaching too many things in life with this perfectionism mindset of, a, it's not even worth starting because I can't do it perfectly, mm-hmm. or you're in the middle of the fight kind of thing, and this is not going perfectly for me. Whether it be, I'm just hap- losing, so I might as well yeah. give up. It happens a lot of times with relationships, and a lot of times relationships come down to just not communicating expectations clearly enough. Meaning, what do you want? What do I need and want? Like that conversation oftentimes doesn't happen because we expect it just to kind of fall into place. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't happen, then we give up. That's perfectionism. Like relationships, we know this, take a lot of work. I've been married for 17 years and I'm still working on making sure most understands my intentions and, you know, the process of communication. Yeah. Like this is what that text meant. Okay, I'll stop texting as much and we'll have more conversations in person because there's less assuming of things in the nonverbal communication process of things. So there's even, again, after 17 years, I'm still working at like making sure um, communication is right and we're on the same page. And it's like perfection tells me that once it's checked off, it's checked off for good. No. Mm -hmm. Progress tells me that, yeah, you're doing it. You have to continue doing it. Tomorrow, the same things required that was acquired today. Even though I may have one marriage today, well, tomorrow's another game. You got to go back You're and do still, it again. You're still going to do that again. Yeah. So you have the, the process is what's going to carry you and refresh you and revamp you every single day that you're having this idea of I'm getting better at this. I'm growing as a person. I am better than I was a year ago as an individual. And that's, I think, ultimately what we would want as people, whether it be in business or relationships or fitness, whatever it may be, we want to feel a level of success. I'm improving. And what we're saying to you is that the better way to approach that is with this idea of how do I either win today or learn how to do it better tomorrow versus a like all or nothing. I didn't, so it's not even worth trying. Mm-hmm. So any closing remarks, any thoughts? That was good. I'm proud of you with your head cold. You, you hung tough. You did good. 
See, I, I was like, okay, I can't yeah. speak perfectly or maybe even think perfectly today. But what was the word made of? Uh, Quashing. Uh, yeah. We quashed that. We quashed that. <laughs> we quashed that. that podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Like, as always, we uh, like it, share it. Um, we, um, we love it, and we need your comments. We need you guys, uh, you know, signing up and downloading the podcast and comments because it helps us reach more people and to be able to help more people, which is a passion of ours. Our greatness, our win is to be able to help more people kind of live better lives. That's kind of why we do what we do. So we need your help to do that. So um, until next week, coach, thank you. See ya.